What's up, everybody? This is Brett Hall, owner of Unspoken Clothing Company. Give us a follow at Unspoken0803 and check out all the goodies at unspoken-0803.com. And you are listening to the Segment Podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yo, senders, we are on the cusp of episode 100. This is episode 99 of the Segment Podcast. Special guest is Rue from War Paint Mag. Rue was a, a writer who lives up in Portland, Oregon, um, but started mountain biking in Inglewood, California. And Rue was all about diversity in the mountain bike community and getting folks out on the trails who may not have had the chance to get out there. He's a definite supporter of the BIPOC community, that is the Black, Indigenous, and people of color, so all colors. And he is trying to share the stoke with every single person who is living and breathing out there. And I love what he's doing. So in this episode, you'll hear more about Warpaint, his mission, his 501c3, and an epic Portland's first potential uh, mountain bike festival. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. As always, before we jump in, thank you so much to the supporters of the episode. I'm just going to name them off so we can get straight into the episode. But thank you to YT Industries, SSB Dionese, Tasco, and of course, Spy Optic. Please take a look at the show notes below and hit some of the affiliate links to give you a discount on any item from any of those companies while supporting the segment podcast. All right, let's dive right into the episode. And as always, thanks for tuning in. All right, there we are, Joey Yates. Are you getting, are you hearing a little bit of a background on there or do we have yeah. a lag? No, it sounded fine to me. You're is, that us? is that us again? I'm not no. hearing it. it. Sounds good. Oh, on it's only on, it's it's, only on it's my in your side. Head. It's all in it's, your head. It's only in my head. <laughs> we are broadcasting, folks. What's happening, centers? <laughs> good. I love how professional we are. It's awesome. We, we, we have... We are broadcasting from Instagram as well, and Instagram in my headphones is having a playback. So I think I think I know exactly. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and take off my headphones because I got Instagram playback in my ear. <laughs> okay, there we go. What's up, everybody? I see everyone. Uh, welcome to the segment podcast. This is episode 99. Joey Yates, can you believe we're almost to 100 of these things? Woo! It's crazy. It's crazy, it's right? The next one, right? Yeah. 99. We're up on 100. Tonight's guest is uh, is awesome. His name is Rue, and uh, he has a page on Instagram called War Paint Mag. So uh, it's going to be awesome. It's all about diversity and highlighting all the different types of folks that are out there in the world, getting in some stoke, and I can't wait. He's also, I just learned this backstage, he's also the NWTA director for uh, mountain biking. So there's some great things happening up in Portland, Oregon area with him. 
including a potential MTB festival, tons of things, 501c3, an art contest with SRAM. He's doing so many good things, and uh, I'm stoked to have him on the show. But uh, before we get this show rolling, I do want to say congratulations to Air Blair for the whole shot of the award tonight. Air Blair takes it. Yes. Did you see him up there? Look at Air Blair. Yeah. That was a close one. Trail Pimp almost had it. Yeah. <laughs> trail pimp's busy right now. Yeah, trail pimp. Hello, be right over. I am been watching. <laughs> Send it, Frankie. <laughs> that's, that's acceptable. <laughs> yeah, Frankie. Frankie's a good dude. Frankie's a good guy. <laughs> gotta love, gotta love Frankie. Man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if I can uh, cut the audio. Sorry, guys. I was getting the playback in there. Oh, I could, I could hear you guys, and it's only in my head. You guys couldn't hear that. It was just me. No, it's just you. It's all in your oh, head. Oh, my gosh, you guys. I had this crazy lag going on, and I would repeat and repeat and repeat. <laughs> <laughs> so, dude, as we are marching down the line, I am super excited because Sedona is around the corner. My man. Dude, yes. Good. It's going to be cold. It's going to be cold. I think it's snowing. Time, Look at this guy's already packing the car. Spokesman MTB packing the car for the big trip. I'll be on for a short while. Great to see everyone. I hope to see you all in Sedona. Heck yes. That would be, that is going to be amazing. Spokesman hats off to you for securing the VRBO. Basically, we just got the address tonight where we're going to be staying. And Joey Yates basically said, we're, we're like at the park. You can see the pump track in the backyard. <laughs> yes, exactly. We're bringing the podcast equipment. We're going to be doing uh, podcasting from the Sedona Bike Fest, essentially from the, where the house is. And uh, we're going to have a Sedona series with some special guests. So I can't wait to uh, bring those to you guys live from Sedona. Um, looking at a few of the folks that are here, um, uncaged MTB is in there. He says, hello, everyone. <laughs> Joey, what are you doing on there? <laughs> we have Miami in the house with, uh, miss Lauren. Hello. Hello. Earthlings. She says, hello, Lauren. She's awesome. We have producer Deb in here. She says, love this intro. Let's get it. Love, love, love. Hey, right and dirty is in Sedona right now. What's up, Eric? And I think you are you are like previewing all the trails so that when we go there, you'll have it all dialed. Yeah, his videos are driving me nuts because I want to be there and I keep watching his videos. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, this guy, the real bike Tyson. What's up? Let's go. Episode 99. Yes, buddy. Thank you so much for making this happen. Um, tonight's guest is brought to you by the real bike Tyson. He, he helped hook all this stuff up. So, um, I'm really, really loving it all the way. Also check out the real bike Tyson's page on Instagram. If you're looking for a good laugh, those memes that he puts out there are hilarious. <laughs> He's got some good stuff. Very similar to Tuesdays with, uh, with Craig and Joey. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Joey, what was the inspiration between for your last, uh, Tuesdays with Craig and Joey? Oh, it's because we're getting ready to go to Sedona, and I and I wanted to get all the cactus out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know what he's talking about, head over to uh, Joey's Uncaged MTV Instagram. Every Tuesday, him and Craig drop a, a fun Tuesdays with Craig and Joey. Hilarious. We got uh, UO SoCal in here. It says ninety nine problems, but an MTB isn't one. <laughs> That's awesome. <It's> true. <laughs> yes, it's so true. I know Danny's going to be there. MTB Nick. 
What's going on, brother? Holding down Hold the Crooks up there. Good to see you in here. New Zealand in the house. What's up, Marty? Always good to see you, man. And uh, Brett Hall from Unspoken. What up, bros? What up? What up? What up, man? I love it. Dude, the chat, I can't keep up. We got, uh, oh. What's going on right now? I love it. This is good. Uh, this is a new company, Mana Ridewear. In fact, I, I actually purchased a jersey. Now, this is not a sponsorship because I am sponsored by Tasco, but I love when riders in the community start up something new. And I wanted to support uh, Mark is his name. And uh, these jerseys are dope, man. They bring kind of like that that uh, Hawaiian feel to the to the trails this is called the the shadow jersey but they have other ones where like the colors are popping so if you want to check it out go to mana ridewear on instagram in fact i will go ahead and pop that up because i have that right here and i'll show you what he has going on and i just dig it when writers are putting up new stuff you see it joey is that show yeah i'm seeing it Right, Aloha. And that's uh, the shirt on the upper right is the one that I'm rocking right now. You can see that he's got the Dionese helmet right there. That's Linnea 01. And here are a few others of his. Like, check out the colors on this, man. Yeah, it's I popping. saw this one around Instagram this week. It looks really nice. Yeah. Where, this... Where's their local ride spot? He's a SoCal boy. Oh, okay. Um, nice. Yeah. So, uh, Laguna, that whole area, you'll see him out there. Uh, and you'll start to see these jerseys out there. This is a, a two-year project, he was telling me. So uh, congratulations, man, for for launching this. And uh, thank you very much for letting me have the opportunity to purchase one of the first ones. So that was really cool. Really, really cool. All right. Without further ado, is there anything else in the chat that I'm missing? We, let's see. Let's see. Uh, I guess there's a party at Mark's place. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't, I don't know. Mark, I don't know what Mark is talking about. <laughs> it's not mine. It's it's spokesman's place. We're just lucky to stay there. <laughs> but yes, we will have all kinds of podcast equipment there, and uh, yes, depending on what the weather will look like. <laughs> oh, Johnny, you out of Miami? Love to see Johnny. You on here? He says, "Mana, take my money." <laughs> Yes, I, I love the Aloha vibe. MTB Raging, welcome. I'm glad you got out of work, Craig. He says, you, what's up, boys? He made it. He made it. All right, man. Well, Joey, without further ado, what do you think? Or is there anything else in the local area that, uh, oh, I know. No, it's all wet right now. <laughs> speak it i know it's it's totally i wish we could ride because it's going to be so fun in Sedona, but we're not getting the training right now, which is tough. And uh, our bikes are at gravity bike shop right now so uh joey what what bike are you taking up to sedona i'm i'm gonna play it safe and go with the jeffsy because that bike will do anything so uh, i'm i'm taking the jeffsy man he's got the Izzo, the decoy and the jeffsy he's he's reaching for jeffsy the blaze yeah i'm gonna regret it on the climbs that's for i mean it's not a, it, it'll climb but it doesn't climb like the Izzo. the Izzo is like having the decoy on the climbs damn light fast <laughs> right you know Oh my gosh, it's going to be interesting. And what's Gravity putting on on the on the Jeffsy for you to get it all dialed? The most important thing. Once you have them, you can't go back. But the TRPs, you know, once you once you ride with TRPs, uh, you got to have them on all your bikes. Like, there's no yes. there's no more squeezing and hoping you stop. You stop. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Craig and Mike are hooking that bike up. They're putting TRPs on for you. They're uh, making your hub have like a lot more engagement. You're going up. Yes. Yeah. That's the other thing I've noticed that bike, the engagement was horrible on that bike. And uh, once you 
once you know <laughs> again, <laughs> it's hard to go yeah, back. You want it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I'll be taking out the Capra uh, up there because the new geo, they say um, climbs a lot, a lot like the Jeffsy, but DH is like the Capra. And since I've been riding the decoy so much, everything feels tough now when I, once I get off the decoy. So, Hey, might as well take the Capra up. <laughs> you guys might be waiting for me. <laughs> yeah, I think we should switch once or twice on one of the climbs too. Cause I'd like yes. to see the Capra climbs. Yes. Yeah. Heck yeah. Definitely need to have you check that out. It's, um, I'm getting TRPs put on my Capra as well, which is going to be awesome. We got, uh, uh, Ryan Dirty says, ha, I can't wait. Brett and Joey, dude, it's going to be so fun. Uh, Marty saying, get a lockout shock for the Jeffsy. Ooh, there you oh, go. Interesting. Yeah. And we put the waters down. Raging saying, Izzo all day with some secret front suspension. Uh-oh. Yeah, see, he, he can do the secret suspension. I can't online, so. <laughs> Bring your tow rope, Craig. Bring your tow <laughs> rope, bro. <laughs> Mountain bike Q&A saying, loving my Izzo. Oh, I'm so can't glad because I know he was going back and forth between the bikes, but after riding the Izzo for a while, I think he picked the right one. Yeah, he did. He did. Ryan Dirty says, can't wait to see Mark climbing with the Capra. Yeah, I know. Might be hike a biking. <laughs> 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 what have I done? What decision have I made? <laughs> Trail Pimp is saying, Capra will smash on the way up and destroy on the way down. See, I love nice. it. Trail Pimp's got my back. I got that mojo going. When is the new Capra coming out? I can't. What is, uh, isn't it out? Yes, with the new Axis. <laughs> yes, yes, there was a limited edition. Gosh, well, guys, without further ado, let's uh, let's turn to our special guest tonight. Let's turn over to Rue. I want to introduce you to him and his page and everything he's doing out there. So, as always in the chat, keep those questions firing. You guys are awesome. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Rue. Yo, buddy. Hey. How's it going, guys? It's good, Thanks Rue. for having me on. Dude, good to see you, man. Thank you for jumping on, man. And uh, I learned recently about you from the Real Bike Tyson. <laughs> Real Bike yeah. Tyson DM'd me, and he said, hey, man, you got to have this guy on the show. You got to check him out. You and I traded emails a couple of times, and I'm like, dude, I'm down. I'm down. And uh, thank you for being here. Even Patrick is saying, Rue, Rue. Hey, <laughs> so tell the folks a little bit about what is – We'll talk about war paint a little bit. Um, I want to get more into it in the in the future too, but I, I just want to let folks know a little bit about what is war paint. Um, so war paint is a it started off as a digital magazine where I was uh, I wanted to highlight um, BIPOC people that do action sports outdoors. So um, I mountain bike. Um, I mean, I grew up skateboarding uh i surf i surf a little bit i like snowboarding and um i just saw that there was a real need there was there wasn't a whole lot of uh coverage of people of color in the outdoors that do all these sports and uh i just wanted to create a place to highlight that um i do photography and videography um i'm the media guy at our local one of our local bike shops cycle path in uh -huh. portland oregon mm -hmm. and uh um, yeah, I've been doing media for years and I just, uh, was kind of holding my breath watching the, you know, the media, the industry, see if anything was going to change. And, uh, the changes have been coming, but very small. So I just wanted to try to do my part to speed up the process. And, uh, 
get out there and meet people and get their photos, get their little, you know, stories and share their stories with everybody. And hopefully, uh, uh, make things different for, you know, kids that might be looking up the sport, you know, let's say mountain biking and, you know, see people that look like them out there. So, yeah, that's cool, man. That's really, really cool. So that was kind of the inspiration from where War Paint Mag came from. And you're definitely doing that, which is great. I mean, now you're what you've got a board of directors that that's helping with this with this whole movement. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're growing this sucker. So that's cool. And then looking at the Instagram, there is a, a plethora of of different folks that you have highlighted on there. And uh I didn't even know what BIPOC meant. So if you're out there and you're listening to this podcast and you don't know what it means, like you're not alone because I didn't know what it means. <laughs> but but Rue, what is BIPOC? Uh, BIPOC is just an acronym for Black, Indigenous, and People of Color. So God. it just kind of summarizes, you know, just for uh, uh, instead of having to write all that out. Yeah, so, acronym for everybody. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I got to get all the colors of the rainbow in there, man. And it's easier to say BIPOC yeah. <laughs> than all the different yes. things that are out there. Oh, uh, that, that is cool. So you listed off a ton of sports that you do. And, um, I think it's awesome because when I grew up too, I was a, a skateboarder and I always looked to like, I had two writers that were my favorite. I loved Eric Dressen because he was like a shorter skater and I'm a shorter yeah. person. So I was like, dude, I love his style. And then Steve Caballero, because at the time, Steve Caballero, maybe Christian Hosoy are the folks that kind of look like me in a sense. So yeah. I can kind of see myself in their writing. And I always thought that was inspirational, you know, and motivational. So did you, yeah. were you skateboarding as a kid or did you start mountain biking as a kid? Where did the, where did the sport come into your life? Um, I, I, I skateboarded growing up just, uh, I guess around my neighborhood. Um, I grew up in Inglewood, California. Oh and, yeah. Uh, dang. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I just, uh, had my friends that we'd go hang around and skate. Um, I think just like everybody else in LA, I probably, I had my, uh, black and white BMX bike from like the Inglewood indoor swap meet that my parents got me when I was younger. And, but yeah. I never, you know, I, I just used that to cruise around. Um, uh, but yeah, I started with skateboarding. Um, and I snowboarded for quite a while, uh, pretty consistently. And then um, I won't, it was almost 20 years ago. It was actually the real bike Tyson who got me, took me out on my first mountain bike ride. No way. Um, yeah. So we're, we're old uh, Air Force buddies. So. so. Oh, and you guys served, you guys served in the, in the armed forces. You guys are Air Force guys. Yeah. yeah, love it. So what took you from from Inglewood to where you are now? Was it the Air Force that took you out there to Portland? Um, I used to work as a translator and had to travel around quite a bit Okay. after I got out of the Air Force. And one of the places that I kept coming back to work at was uh, either Seattle or Portland. Um. I lived in Seattle for a little bit as well, and uh, I lived I lived here before I got into mountain biking, and then left. Got into mountain biking when I was living in LA again. Uh, Eddie came over to my house and saw my commuter bike, and he's like, 
it was an old uh, hard uh, Trek hardtail, and he was just like, "Where's the knobby tires that came with that thing?" And I was like, "Oh, they're right there in the garage." <laughs> and he was like, "Throw them on. We're gonna go mountain bike this weekend." And so after that, I was hooked. Um, my kids got hooked. But anyways, we ended up uh, like I said, I, I kept coming back here for work and. Uh, once I was into riding and I went out and tried the trails here, I was just like, oh, okay, I need to move. Um, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, both of my boys, uh, I have two sons and both of my kids, uh, love mountain biking too. And they love being up here and spending the summers with me. So we just ended up, it was just kind of, I feel like inevitable that we're going to move here. Yeah. So. Dude, what, what was it? Like, did you, what did you fall in love with, with the trails over there? Like, that was different than the LA trails. I think I already know, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, the dirt for sure. Yes. Um, that was a big part of it. Um, and uh, it, it was actually funny because when we, when we moved here uh, in the summertime, it took me a while to like figure it out, but like Pacific Northwest riders stop riding when it gets too dry. And I never understood exactly what was going on. <laughs> I guess I didn't understand the lingo. And you know, our friends would be like, oh, we're not riding this weekend. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like the weather's nice. And they're like, you know, oh, the trails are all blown out. And my kids were just, my kids and I were just kind of confused. We're like, okay, I, I didn't know if like they were doing some heavy construction on the trails or what. <laughs> right. And when we finally wrapped our head around what everybody was talking about, uh, it was just really dry. My kids and I were just like, oh, cool. Well, whatever. We got the mountain to ourselves then, I guess. And we would yeah. just go out and ride because we were used to it from being in L.A. Dude, dry to um, them is like amazing still for us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, talking to my pulmonologist, like inhaling all that dust. Do you smoke? No. <laughs> I ride mountain bikes in Southern California. <laughs> <laughs> but, Holy yeah, no, that's that's a big part of what uh what got us out here was the the dirt, the the trail systems. Um I mean it's just beautiful, all the trees. Uh I, I like seasons, so getting all the seasons was really awesome. Yeah, that is really awesome. Speaking of awesome, um, Spokesman MTV just donated $100 to to this episode. I love what War Paint stands for. He says, uh, great mission and awesome attitude to have helping others keep up the great work. Damn. Oh. Thank Thank awesome. you so Thank much, you. Spokesman. That that is awesome. That'll that'll go towards uh that'll go towards Warpaint's cause there. Also says uh worked at bike and hike in Beaverton, Oregon in the nineties. Great bike town. Oh uh, um, yeah. I remember bike and hike. Yeah. Um uh, says worked yeah. with Dan Houghton, Kevin Chuddy, and Bill Larson. Those were the days. Man, really. Oh yeah, ended. yeah. I know I know Bill. Um, um but yeah, no, that's awesome. Thank you, spokesman MTB. Yes, yes. When this, the, the props. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And then the the funds there, um, basically when YouTube clears it, you know, I'll just Venmo the, the, this over to you so you'll have it So, uh, for your cost. Uh, so thank you so much, Spokesman. That's an awesome donation. Um, so you guys are falling in love with – oh, yeah, hit the like button, they says. <laughs> not, not my <laughs> Q&A. Thank you, Johnny. Hit the like button. Uh, first one, hit the like button wins. <laughs> um, so as you're going to Portland – you're loving the loam out there and, and the seasons and everything. Was Warpaint already starting at that point? Or are you just at the point of mountain biking and kind of taking it in and seeing the culture and the people at this point? Um, I feel like Warpaint's kind of been in the back burner for quite a while. Um, 
you know, like I said, my kids, um, my kids are in their twenties now, but when they were younger and, uh, we were all into mountain biking, um, it was a time when like all the NWD films were coming out and all the, the collective and all the anthill films. Um, and we were just stoked, uh, you know, subscribed to like bike magazine and mountain bike action and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I guess, I guess, cause I do photography. I was just like, uh, it just started to sink in. I was like, man, I was like, there's not a lot of people that look like me, uh, in these, in these magazines and, or on these movies. And, um, yeah, I, I think like around the time that I was actually living down, I moved back down to LA for a couple of years and I was there during the pandemic and like the BLM movement. And, uh, I think when all that was going on, it really just kind of sparked that in me that like, I really needed to just get this going. And, uh, um, I would talk about it a lot, but, uh, yeah, it was, uh, one of my cousins who eventually was just like, dude, just like get a site going and just get started. Like you're always out talking to people. And, um, I really like taking photos of, uh, of average writers. Um, you know, like giving them the full experience, like bringing out some lights and stuff. And oh, I hit wow. them up. Uh, I started off uh, doing that a little bit with Grow Cycling when they started right after BLM. And, okay. um, and uh, yeah, just kind of, I was finally just like, okay, I should just do this myself. And I, I set a website up, I got it going um, and uh, moved back here to Portland Um and started some group rides, some BIPOC group rides. Um, and it just started growing from there. Uh, I would, uh, I, I've been shooting mountain bikers. Um, I like, I like, uh, I've met so many people since starting Warpaint. Uh, I really like uh, connecting with other community organizers that are doing similar things in surfing and snowboarding. Um, I, I've connected with Open Slopes PDX here in Portland, which uh is a nonprofit they they uh, they're a community organization and they uh take BIPOC people out to the slopes in the winter for skiing and snowboarding they include lessons as well um black surfers down in uh the bay area um I've connected with them as well um and yeah just reaching out to people going out shooting with them color of the water down in LA. Uh, that's where I started taking surf lessons when I was down there during, during the pandemic. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's been awesome. Uh, that's yeah. Lots of, uh, definitely lots of people that I've met and, uh, I like, I like getting their stories out there and just doing my part to get content out there that, uh, uh shows people of color uh, doing cool. these sports. Um, one of the earlier shots that you passed uh, was from Resduro, which okay. I don't know if you've heard of Resduro. No, not not yet. No. Is that uh, which which shot is that here? Uh, it was the wide one with the guy doing a. I think he was just getting seasy over one of the jumps. Oh yeah yeah yeah! Uh, I, I saw that. That's right down here, right here. Yes, that one. So one of the biggest or some of the biggest war paint supporters have been the Diné people in, um, uh, in the Navajo nation. Okay. Out in Native Arizona and New Mexico. Okay. Um, 
yeah and uh the they do a rate this last year was the second year ever the third year ever this this, this year is going to be the third year but um they built some mountain bike trails on their property on the reservation out there and uh nigel um is the kid that started it up and that's there as well um basically there wasn't any race series that were close by and he wanted to get something going. So him and his dad and some friends, once he got into mountain biking, just built up some trails on their property and uh, started doing an enduro race and called it Resduro. Um, And I was, I was out there last year. Uh, This year I'm planning on going out there for a week and helping out. And uh, um, it, yeah, I think they have five trails that people were racing on. Um, The vibe was just awesome. It was like a super community vibe. Um, everybody's helping out with everything. Everybody's super inviting and welcoming. And, uh, yeah, it it was just a great time. If you want to learn more about them, check them out. It's Resduro on Instagram. They're, 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 uh, definitely like, like family now to me. Oh, that's, that's cool. Now with it being, you know, obviously it's, it's all about everyone and, and so everyone's invited, right? Like anybody who wants to come and, and, and ride, you don't have to be, you know, indigenous. No, or, yeah. Or anybody's color. invited. You can register. They have registration. Um, and uh, I mean, with like, like, I guess I should just clarify this too. Like with war paint, um, for example, like in the beginning I would have, when I was holding the BIPOC rides, I'd have people telling me that I was being, that I was segregating and stuff. And um that was never my intention. Um, I'm, it's impossible. So let me go back a little bit. Grow, like riding in LA, it's super diverse. And you go out to the trails and there's everybody's out there. White people, black people, brown people, uh, Asian people, like everybody's out there. But I've lived all over the country and like it's not that way everywhere. Mm. Um, and so, you know, I'm not trying to exclude anybody. Um, we do, we do the BIPOC rides for, uh, in my opinion, it's for like people that might be a little bit timid about going out somewhere. You know, like if, if you're new to mountain biking, you pull up to your local uh, trailhead in places like here, like in Oregon, Washington. And, um, you know, you might get intimidated if you show up like on your clunker, your new, you know, your beginner bike and uh, people are all like fully kitted up and they're, you know, their right. bikes are all blingy and stuff. Yeah. $10,000 um, showing up right there. Like, whoa, I don't oh, have yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, so we do the rides to, uh, make people feel included. We, we oh. do all skill levels, um, beginner through, through, through advanced. And, but what I also do is we do open rides as well. So like either for people that for like some of my white friends that want to come along or somebody's partner, um, or friends. Um, I've even invited people that online were just kind of like taking stabs at us about like not being inclusive. And I'm like, Hey, show up to one of our open rides and like, come hang out. And it definitely, uh, I feel like after spending some time with us out on the trail, riding a little bit, having a couple of beers in the parking lot and, uh, you know, developing organic friendships, um, 
when we get to talking about deeper stuff sometimes and like, you know, I, I encourage people to like share their experiences out on the trails. Um, it, I feel like it's, it's different. You know, yeah. my white friends that might've been like unsure about what I was doing, uh, end up being like super advocates for war paint because they get it. And they're just like, Oh, like BIPOC people really do need these spaces. And, you know, we appreciate what you're doing and understand why. Yeah. Um, that's cool, man. That's really cool. Yeah, that that would make sense once they get a little bit more exposure to what you're doing and see it happening. They they get it, you know. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, and, and you're just really trying to help um, give a voice to or or comfort level to somebody who may be new to the sport but doesn't look like everybody else. It's like, hey, come on, we're all we're all open. We're all the trails are for us all. Let's go enjoy. Let, yeah, let's yeah, do let's it. all get out, ride, and eat crap in the on the trails together, and uh, <laughs> walk it off. You know, yeah. um, I, I did a last year. I did a few BIPOC clinics, um, like skills clinics, because I'm also an instructor. Uh-huh. Uh, this year, uh, last month, over at Cycle Path, we did a couple of BIPOC maintenance clinics, a maintenance clinic, and a, a basic suspension setup clinic for people that are wanting to get some information on that. And it's been great. Everybody's been super stoked on, on, uh, the community that's growing. Um, Portland's not like LA there's, there's, uh, our, our, the BIPOC community is not as big. So. Yeah. Once you get out of like the melting pot areas, it, it's different. So that's mm-hmm. cool that you're, you're doing that. And, um, man, kudos to you for, we're giving people platforms. I mean, I'm looking at this stuff right here. Look at all these different folks having a blast out there, you know, because they're they're out there yeah. with you. Um, tons of I was seeing tons of smiles here at this group right here, like all different types of folks, all different types of equipment and gear. Are you also like some of these folks? Are they on like borrowed equipment that you're able to procure from somebody or a company? So- yeah, so since, uh, like I said, I, I'm the community director for Northwest Trail Alliance. Uh-huh. Um, uh, one of the local shops gave us a few, uh, I think we have 10 um, track hardtails that we use for the clinics. That's awesome. So that I have access to. So I let people use them if they, if they don't have their own bike. And, you know, just want to, like, dip their toes in the water and check it out and see if it's something that's for them. That's so cool. That's so awesome, man, that you're able to do that. Very, very cool. I had a question out here coming to you from New Zealand. Um, Marty Octodad is asking you, hey, ask Rue, what sort of trails beginners and first-time riders like most? What What have you seen there? What do they like? seem to like the most? Um, I, I think the beginner riders definitely like the flow trails the most. Yeah. Uh, a little bit less obstacles, berms, and like some rollers and stuff. Uh yeah that's that's definitely got to be like the ones that uh people it's just easier to get into you know and yeah get the hang of it and then start introducing in like some obstacles and stuff like yeah yeah i yeah i still love flow still love flow when i'm in there (laughs) and you're in that flow state and you feel so confident there's no miscommunication of you hear like rrr, 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 and you're like what what did he say was that roller or drop <laughs> like, <laughs> we're gonna find out in a second yeah. <laughs> yeah that that is very cool um shout out to uh another great guy out here uh southern california uh Venicava, mtb saying what a party people uh really good dude who's also 
really tight into the community and building out a new trail. Nice. So um, uh, what's up, Elias? Good to see you. And what's up, Steph? Good to see you as well. Uh, let's see. We have another question here, Rue. I think, oh, Marty's saying Navajo trails look amazing. Can anyone enter Resduro? Yes, that was the question we had there. Yeah, um, they have limited space available, but um, once they open up registration, uh, anybody can can sign up. Yeah, and that's... and if you get the chance to go, uh, it's an amazing experience. It's it's honestly unlike any of the other mountain bike festivals around or get-togethers or races. Uh, it's it's super family vibe and you know, hanging, you know, staying up late, bonfire, hanging out, uh, you get to hear some, uh, um, songs, some Navajo songs and like eat all the delicious food. And mm. the kids are, go the kids are up before, before everybody just like building jumps and just like sessioning all day nonstop till their yeah. moms yell at them. And they're like, Hey, time for bed. <laughs> they're full on living the life like that. They're yeah. in it. That's awesome. That is awesome. MTB Frail saying, this is amazing. And uh, Ed is saying, uh, just stay, just, just tuned in. What up guys from your Apache cousin at Nate TV burn family. Good to see you, Ed. Always good to see you. Nice. What's up, Ed? Yes. Uh, Monoride where it says few things in life that bring joy, like being on a bike. So, so yeah. true. Uh, yeah. Trail pimp commander in chief and the VC nation. Venacava is saying, dude, this is good. See, like our community, our mountain bike community is, is so strong and so inclusive and, and so awesome. And I love that we have community leaders like you that are reaching out to people maybe looking from the outside and, and want to get in. But like you were saying earlier, might yeah. be nervous, might be, don't know how um so uh this is awesome so you're seeing this you're seeing this um lack of diversity and you're trying to get more and more people in for the most part when you get them in and you get them on the trails is it can you tell right away like the ones that you're like oh yeah this one's bit this one's gonna be this one's gonna be here for a <laughs> while <laughs> or can you tell the ones that are like i'm over my head i'm out of here <laughs> i feel like uh, I feel like everybody's a little bit of both. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of both sides of it. Uh, some people definitely like start off and, you know, they're timid, just kind of quiet, watching everything, watching how people do stuff and, um, you know, uh, really absorbing all the instruction and like, you know, tips that you might give them. And then, uh, you know, there's definitely like people you can see like, uh, glimmer in their eye and they're just like oh they're like what's up with your bike and what's this do and what's that do and you know when are we going to go ride drops or you know just uh super stoked on on the camaraderie and like everybody helping each other out and you know nobody wants to see anybody get hurt um it's actually been really cool to experience taking beginners out on big group rides added at trails that are like maybe a little bit more advanced and um i always tell people i usually i think all the rides that we've done have 99 percent been uh open to anybody uh -huh. but there's been a couple where i'm like hey this is an advanced trail but if you're a beginner and you're feeling brave like whatever just show up and we'll just make sure to stop at the features so you don't break yourself off yeah nobody's <laughs> trying to like carry you off the mountain right. uh make you know maybe you can like watch a few people hit something 
see if like you feel you feel like you might want to try it like you know yeah uh we'll be out there to help you out and uh it's been great um it's 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 really cool to watch the advanced riders be okay with going at a more chill pace and stopping and like hanging out and waiting for people and like trying to show them the ropes a little bit it yeah, definitely makes for a lot better experience for for beginners oh man that had to be so cool for the beginners too like getting towed in by somebody with, with that higher skill set level has got to feel so good you know like showing them the right speed this is the line that i take and uh, Joey and I were lucky enough, YT just had this e-bike group ride, and they invited Joey and I to lead the beginner group. And uh, and that was a lot of fun because uh, our beginner group were a mixture of folks that were like kind of like some were quiet, some were more like towards the, you know, like right on the, my back tire, right on our back tire, and they were wanting more. And it was cool to just think about the entire squad and go okay we're gonna do this trail because i think everyone can do it but then watching all of their skill sets and their confidence kind of getting stronger and then wondering how much more can we get out of them like you know i think uh joey looked at me and he goes i think we could take these guys down 12 steps let's 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 take them down 12 steps so you know we tell them like this is gonna be a little bit steeper there's some optional jumps on this new line we're gonna do for the folks who want to come, come on. And the, for the folks who do want to peel off and go back to the facility, you know, the road is right here and we can get a guide to take you back. And we got, uh, gosh, Joey, I think we got everybody to come on that 12 steps. And this, nice. to see their accomplishment, like without even saying words, just to see how stoked they were, you know? Oh, yeah. Once they got to the bottom, that was like, God, that was such a good feeling. I love it. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I mean, I'm sure it definitely helps their confidence level to watch people that are confident do something, not be, you know, all rigid and timid and stuff. And they're like, Oh, okay. Like you're making it look easy. Like, let me, let me give this a try. I think I can, I can probably do that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's cool. Um, Yeah. I love that. I love getting to watch that for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. And I feel like when COVID hit, there's been so many different types of folks coming out onto the trails that probably have never seen a trail in their life. You know, um, a lot of folks are coming out there. I, I noticed that just for me riding around, I'll see people out there that I'm like, man, I don't think this person's ever been on a trail ever. You know, they, their <laughs> shoes are like super shiny, you know, they're, they're like looking around, they don't have any water, but they're like, amazed and they're stoked you can tell and that's a, yeah. such a good feeling there's there's probably something really deep down inside each one of us that really yearns for that outdoors feeling that that the trail brings to you you know yeah and no it, definitely i i when people ask me why i do why i mountain bike still i'm 44 and i mean i don't feel like i'm anywhere near stopping anytime soon but uh yeah i'm just like it's it's just it's the most fun one of the most thing most fun things that i that you can do as an adult that makes you feel like a little kid again yeah and i feel like everybody needs that totally Um, and being outdoors i mean it's 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 very grounding um you know like when i started surfing a few years ago uh, during the pandemic down in la with color the water being in the water to me was it took me a while to like i feel like if i don't go consistently i have to like kind of chill in the water for like 15 minutes just to acclimate to i'm like okay i'm in the water i'm in the ocean waves are coming 
and everybody thinks it's funny like my surfer friends they're like they're like oh why does it make you nervous you mountain bike and i'm like i can't drown if i knock myself out mountain biking you know <laughs> um right <laughs> right uh, or or there's no you know southern california uh obviously it's not like super uh serious down there but like the, the there's great whites around there too oh and, yeah yeah and i'm just like uh yeah we don't i don't have to worry about that too much in the woods uh right. mountain lions usually run off when they hear bikes so yeah you yeah, don't even snakes coming, you don't even know they're like, out there right the snakes coming at you like this <laughs> just like one to two miles <laughs> three miles an hour a great wide oh, yeah, yeah. you don't even know you'd just be like what happened yeah <laughs> is, is yeah, everything still on me <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i know that feeling man paddling out in the ocean is one of the most beautiful things if you guys have never done it um it's yeah. it's such a great feeling and then there's that acclimation point where you're kind of out there and you're you're taking in the waves where are they breaking where am i in relation to where the takeoff spot is and um Am I out too far? Am I am I in just enough? You know, who else is out there? Who's got the right of way? Which way is this thing going? What's the tide oh, yeah. doing? Yeah, there's so much to think about. Yeah, <laughs> so much to think about. So much to think about, and you know, all the yeah, all the other stuff going on. But it is very, it's super grounding because you're just like, okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know about you, but I'm I'm a little bit. I'm, well, I'm kind of spiritual, and that's it's just so calming and. I'm just like, okay, like I'm just this little human being on this giant ball floating through space. And like, I'm hanging out in this, you know, the ocean, it's not my natural environment. And it's, it's a, uh, I feel like it's, that's a very good feeling. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then there's something when you, when you come out of the water, when you're done, how, how good you feel, yeah. like your skin feels good. You feel good. I mean, uh, there's, there's just so many things and, I, I always loved going out there and watching. I, I would go after work a lot of times when I lived by the coast and I would watch the sunset. And that was some of my mm -hmm. favorite times. Like I, I'd let waves pass me by just to watch the sun go all the way down on the water. And uh, yeah. like you said, it's like a spiritual moment, you know? Mm -hmm. For sure. It's really, it's really cool. Yeah, you're watching the sunset and then you turn around and it's just all dark. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm the last one out here. I better paddle in. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now my Q and A is asking, "Hey, where did you ride when you were in LA?" Um, the last, well, so when I started mountain biking, we lived. You mentioned it earlier. We lived really close to Holda Crook, oh, so yeah. we went out there quite a bit, like with my kids. And uh, um, it's been funny because, like, when we go back and visit family now down there. Uh, we went down to hold a crook one of the last times that my kids came down and some of the stuff that we remember looking so intimidating to us when we first began, we're just like, man, we could ride that like with our eyes closed. <laughs> you know, my kids would just be cracking up. They're like, Oh, I can't, I can't believe this used to scare the crap out of me. This little tiny hill. So, but we rode there a lot. Um, we rode uh, this last time I was down there. I was living in the South Bay, so like I went to PV quite a bit, um, and down to uh, oh my gosh, I can't remember the name of the park down by Newport. Um, oh, like the uh, Laguna area down that yeah. way, just south the just yeah. south of Newport Beach. Yeah, Laguna, yeah. Aliso, those are those are there's some really good trails out there too. Yeah, yeah, okay. they're a lot of fun. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, that's, uh, I guess that's most of, uh, I went up to, I call it Santa's village. Yes. Sky park. Sky park, baby. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. That's one of my favorite Uh, and places, up to, man. to summit also, right? Yes. Um, Snow Sky summit. park. Yep. Oh yeah. So you're all over, you're all over Southern California. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely got, got a good taste of everything here. And yes, everything here is dry and loose and uh, where you, where you are now, it is opposite. <laughs> Lomi, Yeah. we just, Does it ever get close to this condition out here, like loose and, and dry or? Um, it does. The summers, uh, I know uh, most people don't think it does, but the summers get pretty hot here. And so midsummer, the, the trails are pretty dry and dusty. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're used to riding Southern California dirt, it's, it's not really a big deal. Yeah, everything else is like bonus. You're... Yeah, like I said, no, nobody's in the trails. Are, you kind of have the trails to yourself because everybody's like, I don't want to ride in this crap. And yeah. <laughs> You're like this is amazing are you kidding me Yeah, <laughs> yeah, as long as you can deal with the heat. So. uh, <laughs> mtb nick is saying sandy ridge trails look amazing is that out by you out there It is, yeah. Sandy Ridge uh, uh, is a really awesome trail system. Um, it's easy. The climb is uh, all uh, paved road. It's a fire paved fire road. Whoa. And uh, yeah, you can just do loops all day. Um, there's a down towards the bottom. They have a, a kind of like a beginner and an intermediate jump lines. So you don't have to go all the way up the mountain. And then, um, yeah, there's a bigger jump line as well. Johnny Royale, if you like, uh, if you like hitting the big hits. So it's, it's, there's a little bit of everything there. It's a really cool spot. That's awesome. Have you have you ever ridden in New Zealand? No, Yeah, I haven't no, either. I, I saw the, the comment earlier uh, from Octodad about the uh, getting uh, Maori people on the team. I think that's, Yes. that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of a lot of pro Maoris. I wonder, I mean, there is that warrior spirit. I wonder if like those guys are just charging, like once they get into that shark eyed zone, like just charging. I don't, I wonder, <laughs> Oh, yeah. I wish I, I mean, I wish uh, I had that. <laughs> My, my, uh, both of my sons are Native American and they're, they, they both shred on the bikes and, um, we're actually really excited. We're, we're trying to, um, we're planning on getting together, build up a bigger bike library and, um, hopefully maybe we can get to it this summer, um, start putting some programs together to go out to the local reservations and, um, help get some kids on bikes and, uh, show them how to trail build. Um, that's another one of the big things that I'm trying to do here in Portland is, uh, help, uh, build our first BIPOC only built trail system, um, or trail, not system, but maybe that's later on down the line. But for now, just to get people out there and like, you know, um, a lot of the new people give them an idea of like, you know, get out there and build as well and, you know, help keep, keep this going and take care of it and, uh, be good stewards of the land and like help. you know, make sure everything's sustainable and, um, and, and trail building's fun too. So. Right. Do you find that um, for the indigenous folks, is it, I mean, it feels like it's a lot in their culture to take care of the land and be good stewards of the land. Do you, do you find that that is stronger in the indigenous culture? Um, 
I think so. It's different. It's it's definitely, uh, you know, for example, like at Resduro, the trail building that they do, you know, they don't, uh, they try not to destroy stuff to like just plow through and make trail. Mm. You know, you, you, you want to use the natural features and um, disturb as little as possible um, and still keep it sustainable and uh, you know, I feel like modern day trail building practices do that a little bit, but like, I mean, the trees in your way, like you might just mow it down, you know? Um, uh, uh, yeah. And in, in that sense, uh, it's different for sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I always wonder, I wondered if that was part of the, the culture of, of mountain biking or the culture from the indigenous folks. Cause there is a lot of respect for the land. My, um, my uh my previous wife she is part native american and she always is very respectful of the land and and sometimes if even to the point where we don't move things <laughs> we 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 respect yeah. that they're there and we just keep them there you know and um yeah it's just a, yeah. a different mindset i think which has got to be cool because mountain biking in general people want to take care of the trails and the land so it's kind of like a win-win there uh venicava mtb saying trail building is fun you learn so much and appreciate other trails so much more because you can imagine what it took to build yeah it's a lot of hard work yeah no for sure um and i was going to say too just to plug uh, the uh my homies from resduro um they made a film it's on youtube it's called the trails before us where they talk about like their trail building process a little bit and how resduro came to be so um, yeah, people should definitely check it out if they get the chance. Yeah. What's it called again, Rue? The Trails Before Us. Trails Before Us. That's cool. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. Uh, BMX Oregon is in the house tonight, and they say, Rue always inspires me with his vision. Yeah. Man, hey, thanks, bro. That. Yeah, you're inspiring folks out there. It's it's so cool, dude. It's so cool. What are you – so we talked about, uh, you know – your war paint page and, and what you're doing out there. Um, what other than like getting people out to the trails and getting more BIPOC folks exposure to our sport, um, what else is war paint doing out there for, for the community or visions that um, you have for it? Well, for now, uh, building the community, like, Biking's part of it, you know, teaching people how to ride bikes, um, helping them. Uh, I mean, I feel like it's kind of, we've been working on that stuff. We've been working on, uh, like I said, uh, trying to develop relationships with the local tribes. Um, I definitely feel like, you know, I hear a lot of, uh, in media, you know, people like, oh, let's do land acknowledgements and all this stuff before meetings or what movies and stuff like that. And um, I, I want to encourage people to actually reach out and connect with the local tribes and like find out what, you know, what they might uh, think about what you're doing or like want to be involved. Um, I feel like there's a, a bit of a disconnect uh, between the, the, tribes and major cities and stuff like that um or like sports and uh yeah Fun so what's that 
Oh, it's probably for the cities, like the different sports and the different funding, you know, like, you know, there oh, yeah. tennis court here that nobody plays on. <laughs> like, well, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, yeah, no, there's definitely, uh, I feel like there's a lot of work to be done in that. And that's one of, one of the areas that we want to uh, focus on. Um, nice. Like I said, uh, we were, uh, the art contest with, so we're planning for the summer to do a big art contest and yes, we're partnering with SRAM to do it. Ooh. And it's going to be an art contest to really, it's going to be our first big fundraiser. And uh, we're opening the art contest up to indigenous artists and uh, have them design, a, make a design for a decal on fork lowers. Okay. And then auction that off. Um, but uh, I'm super stoked. Um you know, one of the local tribes, the Cowlitz tribe, has uh, been interested in letting us having let letting us have the award ceremony for that at uh, Illinois Casino, which is here in Vancouver, Washington, or just outside of Vancouver, Washington, um, on the Cowlitz reservation, and um, possibly even opening up a space to like display all the submissions that we get, just to promote the artists. Um, oh, that's awesome for everybody who's entered, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I definitely want to stoke people out. I want to uh, uh, just bring awareness of the artists, bring awareness of mountain biking as a sport to their communities. And uh, yeah, use use whatever money we make off that to, like I said, for our programs, um, to build up a bike library, um, uh, connect with other other brands that you know want to be a part of this um yeah that's that's really cool have you found obviously sram is involved with this art contest that's going to be happening this mm -hmm. summer and um have you found that or what's been your experience when you're talking to these other companies are there other companies that are that are that are helping out too um some local companies yeah um nothing set in stone yet but um yeah i i just uh uh been reaching out little by little um like i said now that we have a board uh, i feel like things have gotten a little bit more organized and serious for war paint um originally it was just me and uh, i started doing the stories the write-ups on people but then once the community organizing the rides and the clinics and all that started taking off that took more of my time so I kind of fell off the map a little bit with the stories but now that I have a board we're divvying up responsibilities and um, I'm focusing it's freeing up time for me to focus on that a little bit more we've got mm -hmm. a pitch deck together that we've sent out to a few companies and uh, yeah just kind of waiting to hear back on who's interested in um, working with us whose vision aligns with that with ours and uh, you know hopefully finding other other uh, businesses that want to help the community as much as we do. So, yeah, looking at the businesses, if you had the ability to just pick them and say, this one aligns with what we're doing, this one aligns with what we're doing, who are some of the businesses that you're, you're targeting that have a similar type of alignment to you? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm stoked, for example, with SRAM because uh, 
their mission statement talks about how they want to support um, people who are already doing the work. And I feel like with, uh, with this, with diversi diversification type of work, it's, uh, I guess it's kind of a touchy subject for, you know, certain people and, and as, and for certain companies, uh, as a whole, um, I, I feel like the diversity, diversification all the the DEI movement like the diversity equity and inclusion uh, work um, it's going to be a little bit slow um, and it's I feel like it's a great thing that SRAM is doing to support people that have a little bit more experience and are are approaching things from like a different angle like how Warpaint is and um, that was that was one thing that I really looked at that I thought was really cool um, yeah it was, uh, my son was actually, my oldest son is the one that actually pointed that out. And, uh, he was like, man, this is really cool. Like, I love their mission statement and you guys should check it out. And I read it over and I was like, oh crap. Like, yeah, this is stuff like this is really cool. It's really cool to see companies doing things like that. Yeah. Um, um as far, man, as far as other companies, I hadn't really, uh, <clears throat> thought too much about that um but i've reached out to a few companies um last year we did some work with uh like patagonia portland uh helped support some of the stuff that we did nice um uh, before that's i started a, working with them psychopath as well psychopath yeah yeah um, that's great um who else did we work with uh i mean as far as Evo helped us out last year as well. A local company called Next Adventure. They do it's it's an outdoor company. Um, uh, yeah, that's cool. That's cool, I, man. I, and you, if you have anybody you suggest that we should reach out to, because they're they they you feel like they might align with us. I mean, I'm all ears and open to any input. That would be yeah. great. For those of you that are out there listening, uh, company-wise, brand-wise, if you're looking to expand into what Rue's doing with the diversity in the BIPOC culture, uh, um, feel free to, to hit up Rue there at Warpaint um, and look into, you know, really help get this. Because there's really definitely something special when you look at the MTB community because I feel like, at least here in Southern California, the, the scope that I have out here, like when we go to a place like Sky Park, I don't... We don't see, you know, we see the gear, we see the people and the personalities, but because um, it's such a mix already of, of different types of folks, we're looking at the bikes, we're like, oh, there's the white tee, there's the latest track, that's the newest e-bike, you know, and that is is like so cool to be able to somehow bottle that up, that inclusivity that we have and just be able to pour it out everywhere. And I think that's what's awesome about what you're doing uh, on all these other areas that may not have that same kind of feel you know just uh that community stoke like no matter who you are you know every, you yeah. pass somebody up you're like hey man you doing okay or hey girl you doing okay like do you need extra water i feel the same way <laughs> you know whatever whatever yeah, it is yeah no, for sure uh yeah for sure the mountain bike community is awesome and uh it's it's great to see uh uh at least at least on on from my perspective you know the mountain bike community, it is diverse, um, you know, uh, 
all the BIPOC writers have already been out here doing all these things, writing, and uh, I'm just trying to get us some some spotlight. And, yes. uh, you know, like I said, uh, uh, flood the internet with as much content of people that look like us doing these things for future generations of kids who, you know, like I said, some kids might be looking some, you know, mountain biking up and have to scroll for, you know, a few pages before finding somebody that looks like them. I, I want to make that be different and like have people be at the forefront and uh, yeah, just kind of bring them a little bit of inspiration. That's awesome, um, man. I, that's, it's so cool that you're doing that. Um, kind of like we talked about at the beginning of the podcast, you know, when I was growing up as a skateboarder, I would, I would just like automatically align my vision with somebody like a Steve Caballero or, or a Christian Hasoy because of the yeah. look, I could, I could see myself like doing their tricks and what they're doing just, you know, just because of, of that, of that look. So it's awesome that you're spreading that out there to the community. Nick, uh, MTB Nick 316 saying MTB community, love you all. Real Bike Tyson yeah. giving you the, the salute there, my brother. Um, <laughs> so we have, uh, so your page is going to go into, you're going to go 501c3, you got the board of directors, and then talk about a little bit in closing let's talk about uh as you're bringing everybody together you're also going to be bringing folks like literally together with a potential mountain bike festival the first of its kind out there in portland yeah so uh with through northwest trail alliance and uh partnering with four paint we're uh planning for this summer um, we're shooting for some sometime in July, doing a hopefully Portland's big first mountain bike festival. Um, oh, baby, we're going to Portland, baby. Sounds, <laughs> yeah, no, come up, please. Yeah, we'll go. We'll go show you around. Um, we're we're hoping to do it at Gateway Gateway Green, which is a uh, Portland's uh, metropolitan um, area bike park. Um, we're in the middle of a revamp of the skills area. Um, we're putting in a, a dual slalom course. So like hopefully this oh summer we'll gosh. be doing midweek meetups and, you know, uh, races there, uh, getting some friendly competition going. And, um, and uh, yeah, we're, we're excited to help put that on and make it a mountain bike slash cultural festival. Get some oh. good food out there and yes. uh, yeah, bring some people out for, uh, I'm hoping that we can, that I'll be able to have it be a two-day event. Nice. Oh, that sounds awesome, man. The culture, the food, the mountain biking. Heck yeah, definitely so. Uh, mountain Bike Unit says, like button, folks. I mean, if you want. <laughs> 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 Thank you, Johnny. Always always having having our back. He says, I'm going to follow Warpaint now, definitely. That would be, uh, yeah, where, Rue, where can people follow you on the social? Um, we're most actively most active on uh instagram which is warpaint mag and uh, or you can follow uh check the website out warpaintmag.co um but yeah definitely for sure instagram is where we're the most active uh facebook's linked up to it too so everything that's on instagram gets uh, uh flooded over to to facebook but yeah instagram's definitely the way to go to get a hold of us and uh um yeah that would be awesome. cool to get more more people checking it out and following us and uh, 
seeing what we got going on. Um, I got a pretty big caravan heading down to Resduro this year from here. There's seems to be like eight to 10 of us going down. Ooh. Um, yeah. Nice. Nice. Oh, thanks, Mount Beck Ferrells. Yeah, you just got a like on IG. You also got a couple follows there from from the audience here from the live tonight. And uh, let's take on closing. Let's take you back to Inglewood. Let's talk to the kiddo who may have found this podcast um, on YouTube. And uh, <laughs> if you wouldn't mind, help give him or her a little bit of inspiration to to get on a bike. They have the opportunity possibly to go to one of these camps or to go join one of these rides where they'll get a Trek hardtail. Um, but talk to them a little bit about if they've never been out on the trails, what, what, uh, what would you say to them to inspire them? Well, uh, for somebody who's a kid who's never been out on the trail, um, you know, come out and come out to the trails. Um, we'll set you up with everything that you need. Um, you're, you know, going to have a great time hanging out with everybody, riding bikes, uh, developing your skills, um, and uh, getting some exercise in and some fresh air as opposed to being inside uh, and probably uh, end up making friendships that, I mean, I don't feel like a little kid would, you know, even comprehend this, but friendships that, are, you know, will are going to last you a lifetime. Um, you know, like, like me with, uh, Eddie, the road bike Tyson, uh, you know, we've known each other since we were 18. And, uh, like I said, he's the one that introduced me and my kids to mountain biking. And it's been an awesome ride for sure. That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. Great, great advice to those that, who are looking to get out on the bike. It's definitely something that's so good. And like you said earlier, you know, you're able to do this. Adam Mock is in the audience, folks. He says, I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid, but there's no more Toys <laughs> R Us. Not, yeah. There's not. But uh, I don't want to grow up. Just plan on being a kid for life on that bike. It's something that we can always visit. It's never too far away from us. We just jump on the bike and uh, we're back to that space. So if you're out there. Yeah. Check out Rue. Check out Warpaint Mag. There's the founder right there on the Seven Podcast. Thank you all so much for being on. Rue, thank you, my thank brother. You. I look forward to seeing everything you're doing. Yeah, no, thank you. Have a good one. Thank you, folks. We'll see you guys on the new episode. senders that will do it with episode 99 with rue from warpaint mag go ahead and give rue a follow at warpaint mag on instagram and follow to see what he's up to and his ability to share the stove with everybody that's out there before we let you go i want to let you know that episode 100 is going to be with special guest Rachel Strait. So really looking forward to that one. I hope you guys are too. And uh, I always want to leave you with a positive note. So make sure when you wake up in the morning and you have those dreams where you're living your best life, go ahead and write those dreams down on paper because dreams without a goal are just dreams and they will come and go. But if you put them on paper, make them a goal and achieve those goals on the way to your dream soon enough, you'll be living close to or in that dream that you want all right folks i hope to see you out on the trail if you see me out there please come up and say hello or i will see you here on the live chats or back here on itunes or spotify see you all in the next one